Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be trusting, loving, and feeling safe. Well, I've got an email from a woman that I'm going to go through with you today, and she says she grew up in a really crappy family. Her father was really controlling, mentally, verbally abusive, and that obviously had a negative effect on her. And for the past year, she's trying to get more comfortable with being in her feminine energy and opening up to feel vulnerable. And what's interesting, at least especially for women, is like when they grow up in an environment and they maybe don't have a good relationship with their father or the father's not there, oftentimes they're going to have a hard time trusting men in their relationships. And so what's interesting is she's very good at being in her masculine energy that she says, which is great for her business, for career things. But when it comes to relationships, it makes things really difficult. And the key, the root cause, uh, or I should say one of the things that's most important about being successful and happy, not only in your relationships in life, is to get to a place where you feel comfortable being you, where you can tune out all the noise from the rest of society and the world, your friends, your family, people that are close to you, so you can live your life and create a life and lifestyle that's comfortable to you and minimize the influence that you get from negative haters or people who are always trying to imprint their way that they think you should be onto you in order to make themselves feel better about the shitty choices they made in their own lives. So I have a quote, a quote that I wrote on this topic and then I'm going to go through her email and she brings up some really interesting points. And so the quote says, one way you can help free yourself from fear of being hurt in your relationships is to accept the fact that as long as you are interacting with other human beings, some of them are going to hurt you, say or do mean things to you and getting your heart broken is just an inevitable reality of life. The key is to be aware of and decide what meaning you assign to the circumstances of your life. It's smart to ask yourself empowering questions like, what's good about this? How can I learn from this? How can this experience make me better going forward, etc.? If you ask yourself good quality questions, even about negative events or experiences, you force your brain to come up with positive and empowering answers. It is impossible to avoid feeling pain or negative emotions in life, but by being aware of your self-talk and asking yourself good quality questions, you can remain in control of your outcome and destiny instead of being reactionary and feeling like life happens to you instead of for you. So with that said, let's go through her email. She says, hi, Corey. Thank you for giving yourself to the world by sharing your truth and insights. You're welcome. It's what I do. It's my purpose. And I love it. I love doing this stuff. I love helping people overcome the things that I've been through in my own life. Your material already helped me to understand so much more about relationships. I wonder if you would be so kind as to answer a specific question for me as a female. How to not be a cold fish or more nicely put, how to be more open and emotionally expressive. Here's some background. I grew up in a similar family environment as you describe yours without a lot of touching, intimacy and support and some emotional abuse and drama instead. I felt strongly disconnected from my father 
not getting a lot of positive attention or strength from him. You know, like I've talked about in the past, I have a good relationship with my dad today. But when I was growing up, he was verbally abusive, he was mentally abusive, and he was physically abusive. He never said, I, I love you. He never said, I'm proud of you. Never gave me hugs. I mean, maybe when I was a little kid or a little boy, but I don't really remember. It's basically when I did good, I got ignored. And when I did bad, he let me know about it by beating the crap out of me. And so when you grow up in an environment like that, it's you're just constantly in reactionary mode. You're, it's like you're walking on eggshells all the time, just trying not to piss people off. And my mother focused on trying to make me into a really nice guy. So her father, who was also verbally, emotionally, mentally abusive, in other words, I wouldn't hurt, go out and hurt women in the same way that her father had hurt her. The problem was because my dad was so disconnected and checked out and not really paying attention, it's like I didn't really have anybody to teach me how to be a man. And so my mother mostly raised me and had the biggest influence on me. And when you grow up watching your mother just totally dominate your father, you think, hey, that's normal. And so when I grew up, my biggest problem that I had was not so much meeting women or getting dates. It's just I could never get past a second or third date. And when I went out on dates with, with women that I really liked, I'd screw it up because deep down, I didn't feel that I deserved it. I was always questioning myself and always second guessing myself, always trying to be extra nice, put women on a pedestal and be really super nice to the point where I basically allowed myself to be treated like a doormat. I just didn't have a spine. I didn't know that that was acceptable. And when you're emotionally conditioned to think that that's normal, you grow up and you're very unsure of yourself. And then you get involved with people, whether you're a guy or a girl, you get involved with, with people that you want to date and you get ignored or somebody's unavailable and it makes you feel exactly the same way as your relationship and your family did. So you think, hey, this is normal. I mean, think about it. As If you're watch, sitting there watching this video, how many people do you know in your life are the kind of people that are able to accomplish the things they want, create the kind of businesses they want, have the kind of careers they want and dream of, take care of their body properly, be in good shape, take care of themselves, the type of people that have good quality friendships, the kind of people that are able to get the things that they want in life, able to date the kind of people that they want. I mean it sucks to – to because you think about it. Most people in our society, they don't get to experience the kind of lives that they want and they're just trying to exist and get by and find somebody who's somewhat decent to like them. And like for me, I was very idealistic. When you grow up and you just don't feel loved, you don't feel, feel very lovable, that was something that was really important to me was to figure out and in my mid-20s, I gave up. I got married to somebody that I shouldn't have gotten married to because everybody told me that's what I should want. But yet deep down inside, it didn't feel right to me. But I didn't feel comfortable listening to that inner voice because I didn't have any healthy role models that I could look to. And when I would ask women that I knew and I was friends with for advice, they would give me answers that did, were not helpful at all. So it's very tough to figure out in this world where everything is just conform, conform, conform. It's like when I look at the comments that I, I get in, in YouTube, one of the comments I see a lot of, just negative things. Hey, Corey, you should grow your hair out. Hey, Corey, 
why don't you grow your beard back? And then I got videos where I have my beard. People go, you know what? You should shave that shit off. It doesn't look good on you. Or you have people going, you know what? You should change your graphics, Corey. You know what, Corey? I think you should change the music that you have in, in your videos to something different. Or how come you haven't gotten married yet? When are you going to get married? When, when's this going to happen, Corey? How about you worry about your own life and I'll worry about my life because I get to live the way I want. I get to wake up every day and do things that I love and that I enjoy. I get to help people. I get to help people make lives better. I get success stories all the time from people that have just share how I've changed their lives and it's incredible to be able to do that. And you know what? Maybe I get married someday. Maybe I don't. In my 20s, I did what everybody told me I needed to do and I was miserable. And it wasn't until my later late 20s that I realized it's like I did what everybody told me I should and you know I'm fucking still miserable in my personal life. I never I still haven't experienced what it was like to date the kind of person that knocks my fucking socks off. And the first time I got to experience that, which I wrote about that in detail in my book, it was life changing. It was amazing. It was like because at that point in my life, when I was in my late 20s, I'm thinking I'm going to spend the rest of my life not having the kind of person in my life that I want, not being able to date the kind of person that I want. And so I look back on that, all the experiences that I've had since then and all the different relationships I've had and all the different women that I've dated and all the different relationships that I've had over the years. And when you compare me maybe to the average person, no, I haven't been with one person my whole life and that's not my outcome. That's not my objective. And it's like when I would when I look back on those experiences, they're all wonderful. They all shaped how I am. So the average person, I've had more dating and relationship experiences that they have had. Because I mean, I deal with so many guys that are in like their 50s and 60s and they spent their whole lives with one person, in many cases, spending 15, 20 years in a loveless, sexless marriage. And then these guys get in their 50s and 60s, the kids are you know, finally gone from home and they're like, I got, you know, they're like, I only dated two or three people and I got married and they were miserable for decades. And I look back and it's like I've talked about in the past how all the dots connect in my life and why things happen the way that they happen. Because I've been through so many different experiences, more experiences than the average person, I spent a lot of time being single and I also spent a lot of time in relationships. So like when I go through these kinds of emails, it's very easy for me to look at these because when you date enough, you see patterns in people. And when you learn the patterns and you understand what motivates men and women to do what they do, it's like that was my gift. That All those things that have happened to me and all those different varied experiences enable me to do what I do today. So it's like when somebody's 50, 60 years old, I can sit there and I can listen to them or I can read through their email. And tell them exactly what they need to focus on or point out what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. When I was younger, I used to feel ashamed about that. I used to feel ashamed about the experiences that, that I had had. And now, I just want to live my life the way I want. And if you know, I come to the end of my life and I've had a couple dozen different long-term relationships, maybe they last – they all tend to average two to four years. It's like what's wrong with it? There's plenty of successful people that do that. I mean, look at the divorce rates, over 60%. Statistically, the number, the chances of you spending your life with one person, at the statistics, the odds are just simply not in your favor. And being able to date the kind of people you want versus 
how most people live their lives where they're just settling in every area of their life and then they get to the end of their lives and they have nothing but regrets. If I get hit by a bus today, I've had a fucking awesome life so far. I'm excited about the journey going forward and the different people that I'm going to meet and I'm going to live my life according to what makes me happy. I'm not trying to conform to the way people think even though I get fucking bombarded with negative comments from people I see on my YouTube channel or Facebook or the emails that I get. And it's, you know, whether that's your and we all have to deal with that. We all have to deal with friends, family members, people that we know, people that we work with trying to imprint their worldview or their belief system, which most of the times is not even their belief system. They're trying to imprint upon you what they've been told by somebody else, which is really somebody else's belief system. And I'm all about because we're all different. We're all unique. We have different goals. We have different things that we like. And that's magical. That's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, you look, all you have to do is look at nature. Look at all the diversity in nature. Different strokes for different folks. The idea is to do what makes you happy. That's most, I'm not here to tell you how to live as a coach. I'm just here to help you get what it is that you want. But like I've talked about in the past, like the video I did a few weeks ago, success breeds haters. The more successful you become and the more you're able to tune other people out, the more people are going to hate on you. Because that scares other people. When people see you living your life in ways that make you happy and they're not living their lives in that way, they're going to attack you to try to get you to conform so they don't feel so bad about themselves and the shitty choices that they made in their own lives. One of my uh, really great quotes that I love, it's like, listen to many voices but speak with your own. I don't know who said that. But it's really hard to do in a world where everybody is trying to get people to conform. So let's back, get back to her email. She said, going back talking about her father, she says he was a weak person trying to cover up by dominance. Well, being dominating, what does that tell me? He's full of fear, full of anger because he didn't feel comfortable with himself. And so when people are like, that's like my parents were like that. Both of them, very domineering, very controlling. You're going to do this. You're going to do that whether you like it or not. And if you don't want to do what we do, we're going to beat the crap out of you and beat you into submission. We fought a lot and things got really bad in my teenage years and escalated when I moved out to study. That was when I broke contact with them. Sometimes you just have to do that. And in my 20s, and it wasn't until my early 30s that I started to reconnect with my father because it's just every time I talked to him, he was still trying to imprint his worldview on me. And I was thinking to myself, I certainly am not – I have no interest in having the kind of relationship that he had with my mother or that his parents had with each other or that my mother's parents had with each other. I looked at that and I was like, you guys don't seem like you're having a really good time. And ask yourself, how many people do you know in your own life where you can look at them and say, you know what? They got a great relationship. They seem really happy. And those are people that you want to emulate. It's, I mean, when I, when I think about the amount of couples that I personally met and gotten to know who have been together for like many decades and they're really happy, like really crazy about each other, even after many decades of being together, I can count them on one hand. But everybody's telling us if we just run out and get married, we're going to experience bliss for the rest of our lives. Through my childhood experiences, I learned to stand up for myself and not rely 
on anybody. It's true. It te- when you're in those kinds of situations, it teaches you self-reliance. Like Wayne Dyer, one of my fav- favorite off- authors, one of the things that – I mean he was spent his, his childhood, most of his childhood in an orphanage and getting bounced around from home to home. And that set him on a path to help him become self-reliant, relying upon himself and doing the things that he wanted. It's like he talked about it. He was 36 when he decided to start writing. He was a tenured professor and everybody that it, that he worked with, they're like, you're tenured. Are you fucking nuts? You got this great job and you're going to go be an author? You're going to teach self-reliance from a spiritual perspective? You must be out of here. They all thought he had lost it. But he – he just didn't have the same internal enthusiasm for teaching in a university like he once had. He just knew that he had to do it and he was very successful. He lived a really great life. He just died this this past year. I learned a lot from him. She says, I display a lot of masculine behaviors, pursuing my dreams, being independent and running my own business but I suck at relationships. And I stay single over extended periods of time. You know what? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. Say you date somebody for two or three years. There's nothing wrong with spending a year, a year and a half single in between those relationships. If it's not going to be spectacular, why waste your time? It doesn't mean you don't date. It just means you don't get serious with people unless you know it can be spectacular. And I got a really great DVD that that I watched many years ago. And this is one. You can actually get this on Amazon. And on my website version of the article, I'll also have a link to where you can go to Amazon and order it. I think it's like 30 bucks. It was by Tony Robbins. It's called Reclaiming Your True Identity, The Power of Vulnerability. And you can see this woman here. What was interesting is like – and this is one of the things that I fell in love with when I was a platinum partner, Tony Robbins. That was like 12 fucking years ago. It was just watching this intervention with this woman who is very masculine and she had some traumatic things. It's like her father was very verbally abusive. And what was interesting, her sister, her father babied and loved and she was like the favorite person. Her sister was fairly normal. But for her, it was like you can see during the, the intervention, therapeutic intervention as Tony calls it, that he was doing with this woman. It's like you know some of her facial expressions and Chloe Madonna's is a uh, somebody that he he does these videos with and it's really spectacular so i highly encourage you to get a copy it's like 90 minutes long and it's really fantastic because this woman has something similar she wasn't comfortable in her feminine energy and one of the things that tony called around he said so you basically became a man and as, as she was telling him about this traumatic experience that when she went through and, and she just got this weird look on her face and then you see follow-up, I think it was like six months or a year or two later and she was very feminine, just completely transformed her. And I was watching Tony do something similar. I think it was my first platinum trip and this was like in Jackson Hole, Wyoming back in 2004. And I, I watched this woman that he was – it was one of my platinum partners that he did a therapeutic intervention with her and she's completely changed. Her body language, her physiology and I thought to myself, I want to I want to learn – I want to do that. That's really amazing and really exciting. And what was interesting is up until that point in my life, I was focused on creating this billion-dollar real estate and mortgage company with my partners and all the great staff of people that I had. And when that – I remember that moment. It was like February of – I think it was like 2004. And I was sitting there and I said that to myself and I remember the impression of that 
But I didn't think anything of it. And it wasn't until about a year, year and a half later that I really realized that I didn't have the same internal enthusiasm for real estate and mortgages. Then I decided to write my book and become a full-time life coach to help people overcome what I had overcome in my life. I mean it's nice to have that feeling to know that if I decide to end a relationship where I get to a point and maybe it's just because a lot of relationships, they just run their course. I mean think about it. How many friends have come and gone in your life? I mean pretty much everybody that's watching this video has at least one person that is no longer in their lives who at one point was your absolute best friend in the whole world. It's like people come and go but most people are so fearful or they don't know how to get the kind of people in their lives that they want that they just hold on to anything and they settle. And it's just as you get as you age and you get older and you get up every day and you feel like you're stuck with the people, you're stuck in a career or you're stuck in an unhappy relationship or you're tired of being overweight or you're tired of not having the kind of life and lifestyle you want and you just keep making excuses for yourself, that's that's like a slow death. You're literally torturing yourself because every day you get up and you're not happy. You're not able to get what you want and it's incredibly freeing to know that you have choice because we all have the ability to make our lives however the hell we want them to be. And so when you feel fearful that or you don't know how to get what you want in life and then you got everybody around you trying to imprint the way they think you should be onto you, it's no big great mystery why most people live lives that are less than what they're capable of living. It's really a courageous thing to take your power back and to say, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I think it's great that you had the courage to break contact with your father. So you could – it's like one of the quotes that Oscar Wilde said. It, it's good to be single for a period of time after a relationship ends so you can get to the root of who you are without being defined by another person, without being influenced by somebody else. Through my childhood experiences, I learned to stand up for myself and not rely on anybody. I displayed a lot of masculine behaviors, pursuing my dreams, being independent and running my own business, but I suck at relationships and I stay single over extended periods of time. I can identify in myself a lot of traits about the shy, messed up girl as you describe in your videos, acting distant, not initiating, touching or sex. Like I, re I remember my, my girlfriend who had the, little, the daughter who – she was five and a half when I started dating her and I remember just saying I love you to her or my girlfriend or even her family members. It was like – it felt so weird and awkward just saying those words and really meaning them and feeling because I felt it but it felt weird saying it because I was so used to not hearing those words let alone saying them myself. Like I remember I would say it and I get kind of sweaty. I feel like little little darts on my skin when I would say that. I was like, because I didn't know. I, it was weird. I was expecting some kind of weird reaction, and they were a very loving family, and it it just changed me when you have a woman who expresses that freely, and her family expresses that freely, freely, and not only her daughter expressed that freely, but all of her nieces and nephews express that freely. It's like, wow, that's what normal looks like. That's how fam, you know, even though it, you didn't have the perfect family, the one thing they had, they were really tight and they were really close and they really loved one another. And they were each other's best friends. They all hung out together. You know, yeah, they had friends outside the family, but every weekend, it's like they hung out as a family together. You know, it was it was so cool. It was a gift.
being exposed to that because I had never seen that before up until that point in my life. Feeling insecure, having trouble to allow myself be completely taken, letting go and having orgasms with a partner. Yeah, if a woman doesn't feel safe and comfortable in her own skin, she can't really because having an orgasm for, his, for a woman or a man or for a man getting an erection really is about letting go and letting the sensations happen to you. And for a woman who did, like I said earlier in the video, if you didn't have a good relationship with your father and you didn't feel safe and comfortable in that relationship with your father, you're going to have a hard time trusting men. And just being aware of that and aware of how your environment that you grew up in influences you can help you take control of that situation. I am no, by no means shy in my normal social interactions, but I, when I'm attracted to somebody, I change complete, completely. Well, that's the wrong thing to do, especially if you're trying to present, prevent yourself from getting hurt and you're driven by your fears. Because like I said in the quote, if you're going to date and have relationships, you're going to get your heart broken. Your lovers are going to say things to you that are going to hurt your feelings or that are going to break your heart. Sometimes no matter how good you are to somebody, they may betray you. You may, Whether it's a friend or a lover or somebody that you think is great and you date them for six months or a year and then they cheat on you. Even though you might treat them great or maybe you got complacent for a couple of weeks and then boom, next thing you know, they're sleeping with somebody else. You're thinking, what the fuck? But that's how you learn. It's like when you go through those kinds of painful experiences, they shape you. The idea is to not let it ruin you forever it's just like if you have a business that fails. It doesn't mean you never take any kind of risk again. But at the end of the day, you learn from it. It's like I talked about. What's good about this? How can I learn from this? How can I cause myself to not get in a relationship with that kind of person again? In the dating stage, there is a lot of insecurity about not being good enough and fear of coming across as needy if I show too many signs of interest. Well, that's where my book can really help you because you can see how women naturally behave in a relationship. Obviously, if you if you start calling a guy three times a day after your first date, it's going to turn him off pretty quick. It's not a good way to go. It's about taking measured steps. It's like thinking about it like from a perspective of dating is like a game of tennis, whether you're a man or a woman. If you leave a message for the other person – Wait for them to get back to you. Maybe they're busy. Maybe they didn't get your message. Maybe the battery died on their phone. Maybe they're sick. Maybe they're in a meeting. Maybe they're a plane. They're, maybe they're traveling. You just – you don't know what's going on. I know that I really need to change my old patterns to be able to have a fulfilled relationship as I envision it. I'm 28 now and I started to work on my feminine side about a year ago by being more vulnerable and honest in all my relationships and also admitting my weaknesses instead of pretending that I have everything together. There's nothing wrong with that. The idea is that you put it out there and it's like that's why I talk about all the fucked up shit in my life and I talk about all the mistakes I've made and I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not ashamed of my mistakes. I mean all those mistakes I've made, that's one of the reasons why I've learned so much and why I'm able to help people in the way that I am. If I'd have grown up in a healthy family that where everybody had been married and had great healthy relationships and they were with one or two people their whole lives, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. And So my fucked upness, if you will, from the things that I've experienced 
has been a gift and a blessing and it's enabled me to help other people because of it. So you should it's like everything that happens in life happens for a reason. It's there to shape you. Sometimes my exercises come down to really doing basic things like identifying what I am actually feeling at the moment. To be honest, it's rather painful, but yeah, I guess it's weakness leaving my body. Well, when it comes to pain or loss or fear, you got to feel it to heal it. And I've talked about this a lot in other videos. There's nothing wrong with feeling sad or feeling depressed. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you if somebody leaves you or breaks your heart or doesn't want to date you or you get fired from your job. I mean, the bottom line is if it was really spectacular, it wouldn't have ended in the first place. Things that end, end because they're supposed to. The idea is to get the lesson and learn from it so you don't repeat that same mistake going forward. I'd be very grateful if you could give me some ideas or insights on how to be less inhibited and more loving and trusting while still maintaining healthy boundaries and to stop acting out of old behaviors in romantic relationships. Well, the idea, obviously, you know, the DVD, I highly recommend this will really help you. You will definitely learn a lot from that. But you're going to get hurt. You're going to get your heart broken. People are going to say nasty, mean shit to you. People that don't even know anything about you. And that's just the way it is. The more successful you become, the more self-reliant, the more independent, the better you feel about yourself, the happier you become, the more you get to have things you, you want in life, the more money you make, people that don't have money are going to attack you. Remember, I've talked about this in the past as well is that human beings tend to attack in other people what they're disconnected from within themselves. I mean I get people emailing me, hating on me because of what I charge in my hourly rates. It's supply and demand. There's only a certain number of hours in the week that I have to do email coaching or phone coaching. It's, I'm not going to apologize for being successful and I'm not going to apologize for charging what I charge. It's, again, it's supply and demand. I'm proud of what I do. and. I'm not forcing anybody to hire me. I may give away all my best stuff for free. You can even read my book for free by going to my website and subscribing to the email newsletter. And every single email, if you're subscribed to the newsletter, by the way, my, uh, through my website, and every single email that you get, there's a link that will take you back to the members area if you just scroll down in the email. I want to help people. I'd much rather somebody get help, maybe somebody that's broken, can't afford a few dollars that I charge, 10 bucks that I charge for the ebook version because maybe five, 10 years from now they come back and say, hey, here's 10 bucks or here's 50 bucks or here's $100. Dude, you changed my life. Or maybe they just recommend me to a friend or a family. I want to make a difference in the world because I mean when I look around at the world, there's so much fucked up shit going on. There's so much rank dishonesty with people that lead us, so much rank dishonesty in our government. And it's like, you know, I've talked about this in the past. One of the things I, I'm excited about with this election cycle is for the first time in my life, there's two candidates in the race that are authentic and they speak their truth and they don't give a fuck what other people think. I think that's what's great about Bernie Sanders. And I hope he gets a Democratic nomination. And I, I believe that Donald Trump is going to get the Republican nomination. I think that is great. I think it's great that people. Because it's like we've had so many years of phony, inauthentic people that say things for sound bites that they have no intention of honoring once they get elected. 
it's like, I mean, you think about it. 96% of all incumbents, they get reelected. It's like we keep reelecting the same fucking people. And then we go, nothing ever changes. Well, maybe hopefully after this election cycle, maybe that will encourage other more authentic people to stand up and speak their truth and let the chips fall where they may instead of using focus groups and different speech writers to throw the perfect sound bite in there to bullshit people into believing that they're somehow their savior. And if you just vote, give me your vote, I'll solve all your problems and I'll pay all your bills. It's like even if I don't agree with somebody, it, at least like with Bernie Sanders, I mean, I think he has a great heart. I think he's an honest dude and I really believe he cares and he means well. And I respect the fact that he speaks his fucking truth. I mean, I think a lot of his policies suck. But I think the intent is there and a, a strategic planner once taught me it's something that's so true. There's no such thing as a bad idea. There's only bad plans. And so if somebody's going to say this is what I stand for, great. Stand for that and live that truth. Don't fucking bullshit me. Don't blow fucking sunshine up my ass and tell me how you're going to solve all the problems and this and that and then get into office and then do the exact opposite. I mean – We've all seen how that really doesn't get us anywhere and you know, the world's got a lot of fucking problems at, at this point in time and as a whole, collectively, we're all moving in the right direction. We're all becoming more spiritually aware. We're all becoming more comfortable with being ourselves and living our truths but at the end of the day, it's messy. It's a messy situation. I mean you got – the overwhelming majority of the planet is not even on the internet yet. I mean there's over 7 billion people on the planet. I don't think about 3 or 4 billion are on the internet. So you get the other half that are literally living hand to mouth. I mean right now as I'm doing this video, there's a billion people that are going to go to sleep tonight with an empty belly. And there's literally thousands of people every day that starve to death. As a matter of fact, the time that it took me to do this video, dozens of people starve to death. The amount of time that you and I are sitting here watching this. And I think that's a fucking tragedy because the bottom line is if we organized our resources properly and we had competent, enlightened people that knew how to manage, we could manage our resources properly so we wouldn't see people fucking starving to death. That's definitely something to think about. But you know, to the woman that wrote the email, it's like get out there and live and experiment. And just speak from your heart and put it out there. Say what you feel and be okay with it. And be proud of it. Be proud of your bumps and bruises. Be proud of your flaws, your shortcomings because they're unique to you. Your shortcomings, if you will, really are meant to help turn your weaknesses into strengths. I mean look at what I've been able to do. I mean I was a guy that majored in construction management. I'm a builder and when I look at that, being an engineer, builder, somebody that's – I took I learned to take things apart. Like when I was a kid, I tinkered with things. If I had a radio and it broke or something, I'd take it apart, take the you know, take the speakers out, take the magnets out of there trying to see how it worked. If I had a remote control car, I'd take those apart. I always was looking to see how things worked. I wanted a simple solution to things. And that's every problem I've ever had in my life, whether it's in business or my personal life, or website design, whatever it happened to be, if I didn't know how to do something, I looked for people who knew how to do what I didn't and I learned from them. I simplified things and I systematized things. And that was, you know, so I look back on it. It's like, why, why, was, why was I attracted to construction and building? That taught me the skill of taking things apart, 
tearing them apart and then putting them back together in a measured way. And that's when I that's every business that I've built over over my life, and even like what I do now with the business that I have presently, having that ability to tear things apart, especially when it comes to relationships or achieving the things that you want in your life has enabled me to apply these things in my own life get the get the results and then systematize it in a way where i can share it with other people where they can get some meaning and some value from it and get the same kind of successes in their lives my hope is my goal my outcome is someday the stuff that i teach will be common knowledge can you imagine how much better the world will be if most people are able to grow up work the kind of jobs they'd love to have, start the kind of businesses that they'd love to have if they have that entrepreneurial spirit within them, have the kind of relationships that they want to have. I mean, think about how many, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you look at like guys like Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos or any of those guys that were just really great, brilliant people that have built really great kick-ass companies that made a dent in the, big dent in the universe, as Steve Jobs used to call it. Can you imagine instead of having do- dozens of people like that where we literally had thousands or even millions of people living like that? Think about how much better the world would be, how more efficient our resources would be, how much cleaner the planet would be, how much more in harmony with nature and each other we would all live. I mean, we're heading. We're going to get there someday. But the quicker we get there together, the better the world is going to be. So, don't be afraid to take risks. Because the bottom line is, shit's not going to work out. You're going to fuck up. You're going to have failures. You're going to get your heart broken. And the older you get, and the more relationships you get involved in, the more friends you have, the more you're going to get people that are going to fuck you over, or break your heart, or steal from you. Or if you're competing with somebody at work, you're going to have somebody that you thought was your friend that you're going to say things in confidence to and then they're going to take what you shared with them and use it against you so they can get the promotion and you don't. That's just the way the world is. But those kinds of experiences, those painful experiences, it's like pain is life's way of saying, hey, you need to move in a new direction. And as long as you're looking at it saying, what can I learn from this? What's good about this? How can this help me? How can this make me a better, more efficient human being? So next time around, I can begin more, begin again more intelligently and get a little better. The idea is just try to get a little better each and every day. And so if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page of my website and book whichever coaching option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.